And like Roy Jones said, I said, y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. Y queremos Palestina. Libre y libre y libre y viva, viva Palestina. The civil war has been quite fruitless. It's a people defending themselves against a fascist government. Now the revolution has got to be perfect. It's got to be flawless. Well, that isn't my criteria. My EMP, the podcast. Uh, I am a Meet TMK. I'm your producer here at Public Pulse News. I am uh, joined by my counterparts. Y'all know them. You love them. It's uh, Wait, who, who the fuck love us? Um, nah, lots of the, people every, love the, me. Yeah, I mean, people tune in because. I mean, some people tune in because they love us, right? I mean, that that, was, remember that Snoop Dogg shit at the S's? Y'all don't love us! Oh, yeah. Y'all don't love us! Y'all don't love y'all us! Y'all don't love us! <laughs> Nigga, shut up, man. Get a fucking stuffy, man. Yeah. Shut oh, your bitch damn. ass up. Wow. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, so, yeah, I do think people love us, but I do wonder to myself, especially remember we were talking about this, like looking up the <clears throat> analytics for our podcast, like, well, how many views are, do these views count the views that the. Them peoples that are watching, you know what I'm saying? I got a shout out specifically. We picked up some fucking downloads in Cuba. Yo, motherfucker, you the real one, man. I hope you let all your homies know. Ecuador. Oh, you know what I used to remember when we used to do the podcast? I used to be like, oh, we're in 48 states and this many countries. So we are in 49 states, okay? I just want to say. Who the fuck is holding out? Is it Wyoming? Road Island. Somebody Listen, in the Dakotas in not Rhode Island. Man. Dead ass, we do. We do. Somebody in Vermont. Yeah, that's probably Bernie, bitch ass. And they, they can burn me up again. America, we have to stop listening to the public post news. Anyway, yeah, so only um, Rhode Island Avenue. Uh, Rhode Island Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Rhode Island Avenue. Yeah. Northeast, north side. We on the south side, but shout out Northeast. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, we're going to hit all four quadrants. We will, we will. And um, yeah, so yeah, we're back by popular demand, our demand, okay? Uh, we're coming back from last podcast. I thought last podcast was really good. So, you know, we keeping it loose. We in the brand new uh, Matrix Studios right now. It looks he beautiful Every in here. fucking week you say this shit is brand new. They gonna think we hey, got wait. like eight <laughs> studios, is, Okay, Is look. we balling like that, man? You know... It's, hey, look, we're, we're making slow and steady improvements to this motherfucker. So it feels like a brand new studio, okay? Like, of course, nobody made themselves a brand new you, but you understand the sentiment. You know what How about refurbished? You know, refurbished uh, makes you it know, sound janky. Sounds less sexy, right? <laughs> Someone found Ma- Machu Picchu and it was like, dang, this joint is so tight. And literally the next day they was bored of it. That's what happened, exactly. So I totally get what you're saying. Being excited to have a brand new studio for more than one week, that's ridiculous. And uh, I shouldn't have joy like that. You so. shouldn't. All right. Well, in let's the go. fucking face of the apocalypse? The apocalypse and the pandemic? Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm here. You know, but that's why I'm gone. You know? Right. That's what I'm saying. If you watch if you're Hunter x Hunter, you know. You know, going to Killua, but I'm gone. And you're Killua. Are you going to get in your topic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, man. Shit. The people is waiting. They all love right, us. All right. So I hear. We cross. Okay, so you know what? I always hear this thing, you know, when we talk about China, right? Like China's, they're always like, China's a surveillance state. You can't go anywhere in China without a camera looking at you. There's eight and, cameras to every American. <laughs> right. And then right. like twice as what much in fuck? Britain. Yeah. But, you know, hey, man, I'm scary. Uh, Right. And, you know, so they say, like, okay, well, people are always watching. But, like, 
A, you know, the last spot I was living in, shout out to Northeast, when I was in uh, living in Northeast, they have the blue lights. So those cameras are not, this. first of all, this is not even a commercial district. This is a residential area, and there's cameras on every single street corner. So let's not talk about surveillance, okay? And the United States has the most surveillance. So you also hear, uh, we, we heard about this in Monumar, there was a journalist, and the journalist was sentenced to uh, jail or something, you know, wh- whatever, quote-unquote journalist. And we always say, oh, they're censoring the journalists. And I just wanted to talk about here in the United States, because here this is where I'm from, from the United States. I know and understand this culture much more than I do other places. And I'm not, an, you know, I try not to be an American exceptionalist. How many times, just in the last, I don't know, three months, has Instagram flagged some of your posts for quote-unquote community violations has this happened to either of you mm, i had my whole shit turned off because uh uh fucking becky came on my page talking shit and i told her to eat shit <laughs> right and you on my page i'm not on your page damn i ain't even friend you well you know that's reverse racism and that violates instagram's policies yo but on that Myanmar, i know you're going somewhere with that but i, I just want to talk about how ludicrous that shit is can you imagine if there was someone from North Korea claiming to be a fucking journalist walking around the White House with, like, videotaping equipment and, and fucking cameras and shit? I wonder how long we let the North Korean journalist... Right. Why the fuck is there an American journalist in Myanmar right now? What the fuck is that? I do yeah, remember um, way back, maybe, like, two years ago. God, it feels like ten years ago. Uh, Donnie J was banned from Twitter. Remember that? Remember he got yeah. banned... Yeah. And then we all, you know, people on the left were like, well, let's, you know, let's be all the liberals loved it. Right. There was this like clap, clap, bravo. Uh, oh, my. We got Donnie, Donnie J. Dump Trump. He's off Twitter. We did it. And, you know, what well, we also started to warn those people, those neoliberally liberals, uh, that maybe this type of organization like Twitter, like a, a mass corporation, that is all around the world shouldn't really be able to say who and who can't post because now you're you can utilize this on other people. And as we've been seeing, even if you are speaking out against something, if it's any sort of violence, this is any sort of things that their community, quote unquote, community guidelines say is against, then they can just take it down and ban you for no real reason. You ever get the um, little button that says, would you like to challenge this uh, report? Yeah, and you never win. I would just screenshot that shit and put it up. Like, uh, look, they don't want me to talk about this, so I'm going to talk about that, but it's really talking about this. Well, I mean, but this happened even before Instagram, because I remember Tanky would be like, oh, I put white person and someone flagged it as violating Facebook's community standards or what the fuck ever. And then a lot of other leftist accounts encountered the same thing. And so they had to get super creative on how they spelled white. Yeah, in order to avoid getting flagged by all of these algorithms and shit like that. But also that, you know, these things don't happen in a fucking vacuum. Like we talk about how just last week, how these spaces get co-opted. And that includes our opposition using the tools we use. Like, it, it, we can't just say, no, mine, <laughs> so we can get racists out of social media. It's like, n- no, because racists are now going to use it to get to further silence marginalized people. Yeah, all right, for, let, me, let me jump in with the counterpoint, right? So for me, this is how I feel about this shit. 
Donald J. Trump was a fucking fascist and a neo-confederate. I don't give a fuck that he was de-platformed. I mean, I, I just don't. I really wish I cared more. I have been getting de-platformed since the beginning of fucking with this shit. And uh, to me, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? My reach versus his reach, I don't fucking care. They gonna find a way to de-platform me anyway. Because I'm a radical hood fucking black male leftist. You know what I'm saying? These corporations run all of this shit. I mean, in the immortal words of that, that brown Jew, you know what I'm saying? Give under Caesar what the fuck is Caesar's. All this shit is a shit. It's just more motivation for us, all of you leftists that are out there, that are coders, to come up with your own fucking platforms, dead ass. Come up with your own shit. Find ways to distribute that. That's the shit we need to be on. The same way all them fucking racist, redneck motherfuckers, what was that shit they was on? Was it Signal or whatever the fuck? Parlor. Parlor. That was it. Parlor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what we need to be doing. We cannot, we can, look, we can utilize Facebook, we can utilize Twitter, we can utilize Instagram, but we have to understand those are not run by people that really want the shit we talking about out there. These are people that are fighting for the fucking center. So they want to cap the right, they want to cap the left, and they created like, oh, well, see, it's equality. No, because these corny ass motherfucking status quo positions are never challenged. Yeah, but it's it's also that, you know, it's not favorable because before they were courting the right and the left in order to have these verbose, explosive conversations because it drove engagements and created new fans and people would create new accounts so that they could keep track of it. And so this is their reaction to, oh, no, we didn't mean to be racist and to do all of those stereotypical things that reinforce all of these racist thoughts and systemic issues. So now we're just going to be any talk and then it gets completely sanitized right and i remember the whole conversation when we was talking about the um the arab spring that happened like a few years ago like five six years ago like so much of it happened like on twitter you know and i really believe that social media could be this place where we really could like <clears throat> you know like share ideas and like build community and like it really hasn't been that and i think just i totally feel what both of y'all saying one million percent and i think that's what i'm also getting at it's very difficult now for us to utilize social media, which is like, you know how like the internet is now not like a luxury, like it's like a human right. Like social media is almost kind of like that. Like, okay, like we in a world now, especially with the pandemic, you know, have to exist in a world with social media. But like like we said, we don't, we don't have our own kind of thing that we can utilize. Like remember when YouTube, you got on YouTube and you really could post a lot of stuff. Like now, I and we, we were having this problem too because I want to start putting more content out there and I want to start utilizing YouTube. But man, the guidelines are crazy. Like even I looked up the Instagram guidelines. I was going to read some of it, you know. It basically says, uh, you know, there's a ton of stuff you can read, but I just picked this out. We use the same guidelines each time we review whether something goes against our quote-unquote community guidelines. The standard applies to everyone all around the world and to all types of content. The number of times something is reported doesn't determine whether or not it's removed from Instagram. And it's just it's so interesting to me. It's like, damn, so many different types of cultures, so many different types and, and of people. And what can people. get pulled and what can't get pulled. I mean, motherfucker can deadass libelously slander your ass online. And you report that shit and they're like, oh, it's free speech. 
these motherfuckers are implicating people uh, for fucking felonies and shit and saying shit like that online with no repercussions, no re- you know what I'm saying? No way of diminishing these things in spite of the harm that these kind of statements can put out into the fucking world that can't be fact-checked, that are straight-up opinions and dead-ass meant to bully and harass. But if it's the right kind of harassment, you know what I'm saying? Now it's just a free speech argument. It's a fact. It's a fact. So, you know, any any final thoughts on this? I, I just wanted to address it because, you know, especially there's so many good leftists, so many good people in the community that are on Instagram, you know, and there's so many people on. I mean, TikTok, too, is a part of this as well. I mean, so much, we've got a bunch of I've gotten tons of things flagged on TikTok, even though their guidelines specifically say, you know, if you are posting something that can be considered violent and it's too uh you know, bring attention to this thing, it's okay with them. But you really can't post anything on there. So you, so all I'm saying is, like, it's really difficult because I think a lot of people are trying to, you know, get these videos out there, you know, like, really, you know, film the police, all that stuff like that. But when, you know, these things are flagged, I don't know, it's tough either way. All right, so uh, I'm actually going to give you all a quick hit for two different things. Uh, for one, the Pakistan uh, prime minister unveiled the country's biggest ever welfare program. Uh, I want to talk on that. Uh, because, again, we would hardly begin to compare uh, Pakistan as, like, some kind of bastion for, like, social justice. You know what I'm saying? But it is the world's largest—it's uh, the world's largest Muslim population, right? It's like 230 million— uh, No, it's not number one. It's number two. Is what it did number you say? two? I thought we it was number one. We said Philippines was number one. Interesting. Yeah. I've, Let's I've, get the crack team on it. You do yeah. you, I'm going to get the crack team on crack it. Crack team. Uh, anyway, well, what they've done is they've put up a $709 million package of subsidies for low-income houses struggling with food price and inflation. Now, think about what this could do, right? Because these kind of packages pretty much only really go to the military or corporations. If every American right now had that done, if the government is like, in spite of whatever your financial situation is, we're going to give you exactly this much food credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine the impact that could have on just simply malnutrition in the United States of America. If you hear, you get it. We ain't going to ask no fucking questions because if you hear, you got to fucking eat. So, fact, let me, so let me just go and go ahead and give you the top three Muslim countries. It's not the Philippines. I was wrong on that one. Mm. Uh, it, it, but you were also wrong. So. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Number one is Indonesia. Oh. Followed by Pakistan and India. Uh, what? So mine so, is second. Okay, but okay, you but said it was number one, and you were wrong. Okay. But I guess you can give yourself brownie See, points. I don't know who's I keeping tab. Say top three. I'm a medalist. Okay, <laughs> I, the silver medal goes to Pakistan. <laughs> any, any more thoughts? I mean, yeah, I want to know what the fuck y'all think, man. For the government feed the fucking people. I guess that shit's not exciting. No, it is exciting. It is important. I mean, we we say it all the time. I'm a socialist. Socialism is a conversation. No, I think it's important. I mean, food justice is important. It, and, you know, in the United States, and I mean, it's important all over the world. I think it was interesting. Remember, we were watching Rome on HBO, and uh, there, you know, they were holding up the grain. You know, that was like the way that they were like able to enact war, you know. Uh, Which I grew up broke than a bitch, man. I had six sisters and a fucking brother, man. Like, sometimes we all, everybody in the fucking house eating one fucking chicken and some corn fucking canned to fucking can corn like i don't have to go to fucking ethiopia to be like they're starving children bitch i grew up in the hood all of us were fucking starving man yeah i mean the thing about this one is though is that um they 
under, they were paying attention to what was happening around in the world, which the United States doesn't, because a lot of people have been talking about how food costs have soared because of all of these delivery issues and just getting goods across the country domestically or internationally. And so Pakistan is saying, hey, we're seeing this trend and we want to make sure that no matter what, nobody like the people who are kind of the most marginalized, lowest income will not starve to death during this because they can't afford the food that they used to be able to afford. I got a question, okay? Yeah. So, you know, in Christianity, right, like Christianity is like the bestest, you know what I'm saying, in the way, you know, in the West. So I've heard. You know, so you've heard. Okay, so this is Pakistan, the second biggest Muslim country, so says the crack team. And the only one with nuclear weapons. And it's a fact. And you looking at, I mean, could you imagine if something like this were to pass in the, in the United States, 30% discount on food for people who are low income? And it fascinates me, right? Because it's like, it's supposed to be exactly what these fucking free market Republicans want to see. Because you have one of two options. Cap fucking food prices or augment for the offset. When we're talking about over the past year in this pandemic, the price of ghee has went up 43%, flour by 13%. Exactly. Looking at those numbers. And this isn't even taking into account that the rupee, which is Pakistan's um, currency, has lost 13% of its value against the U.S. dollar since May. So it's not only like food costs are increasing, but their very currency has been told, hey, actually, also, this isn't worth what you think it is. So you're actually you're paying way, way more in food costs because their currency isn't accepted as is. in America. You are a goddamn G if you work for a job and get a four <laughs> percent raise a year. I mean, you're like Hall of fucking fame, man. You talking about the price of ghee going up 53 fucking 43 fucking percent. Again, man, I mean, I just think it's like this American exceptionalism, man. Like, you think that everything here is the best and everything is going well in this country. And as you see, there are sweeping reforms coming from these huge, na- you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Pakistan is a geopolitical power. Like, they're, they're making real moves for their population. We saw this with Argentina, you know, where they were, like, trying to ban billionaires. Like, other countries are witnessing what's going on, and they are making changes. But the United States, the status quo is just pulling you further and further to the center right. And, uh, you know, and it's dead-ass fascism out here at every moment. And so my, my second point that I wanted to bring up uh, is it was later on, uh, it was last week that the United States Supreme Court heard arguments in Muslim civil rights cases. In the lawsuit, Muslim men from California accused them people of violating their religious freedoms by surveilling them after 9-11. Which is a fact. Yes, they did that. <laughs> like, and the Supreme Court's now going to weigh in on like, but was it true? It was true. Would you like to know what the official dim people response okay, was? Okay, great. I'm glad you were going to say it because I was about to say that next. It claimed that they cannot be sued for religious discrimination because doing so might dun, 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 reveal state secrets. Oh, yeah. So you have the right to whatever religion you want. So long as you understand that there are some caveats and quid pro quos. I should die. I mean, yeah, because the FBI, even in the case, and this is how bad it's gone, right? Because conservative Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch. Anyways, um, he was like, okay, wait. So the U.S. government's arguing that the FBI should be allowed to dismiss this case while also keeping evidence of its secrets being like no you should just trust us that the case should be dismissed but we can't show you why because it's a matter of national security 
something interesting. This is a little experiential truth, if you don't mind. Uh, you know, I remember um, when my, my father used to work construction and he was in uh, an accident. Um, and I, you know, and it messed up his back, it messed up his hernia. He had like a herniated disc and all kind of stuff. Yeah. So he had a, a lawsuit, you know, and I remember specifically like this happened. This happened like a few weeks before 9-11. So my dad's case was like right after, after 9-11, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, he, there was pretty clear evidence that, you know, the shit was wild or whatever. And I remember him telling me like, you know, his settlement was like super low, like way, like not even his medical bills. And I remember back then he was like, you know, they didn't want to give him anything. I know because, you know, I was born in Kuwait and I'm Muslim. And I was like, come on, dad. Like, you don't really believe that. You know what I mean? And like right. now I'm like, damn, like, yeah. And Man, guess was... what? All you blue no matter who pieces of fucking shit. The Biden administration, like the Trump administration before it, has argued that the people's argument, that their position uh, is completely in the right. They have not moved to change these positions or to make uh, it less pervasively racist. No, they're still falling under state secrets. We want to go to our turd tangs? Yes, Amazon sucks. I'm just going to stay on this fucking high horse until it dies, and then I'm going to drag it behind me. What's the horse high on? She's on weed. Well, you know, practice some necromancy over here. Um, So, Amazon, you know, just a small business. A small family-run business on Amazon. new solutions um, for healthcare providers, hospitals, and senior living centers because they want to put Alexa in those centers. They're talking about how great it's going to be because you can stay in touch with your family members and that you can do check-ins and maintenance requests. Isn't Alexa and Amazon going to make your life so much easier? I cannot emphasize this enough, y'all. The answer is no. You don't want that. Amazon it wants to privatize healthcare. A small family-run business on Amazon. Because a lot of our healthcare is actually privatized because a lot of hospitals, contrary to popular belief, are owned by private entities. And uh, Amazon wants in on that. And Amazon's going to do exactly what it did to small businesses in this economy, um, it, really throughout the United States. It's going to hone in on this. It's going to drive out any other innovations, and then it's going to have another fucking monopoly on something as integral as our health care, in which a private corporation that makes billions, about to make trillions, should not have. Because then they get to determine all of these things, like I've talked about before, all of these research papers and studies about what's good for American workers. This is meaningful work. Actually, you only need four hours of sleep, so why are we bothering to give you eight? You should be working instead. This is bad to be i can imagine how difficult it is to be a senior in the united states like in 2021 or when yeah 2021 right is it the year we're in in time is we <laughs> yeah, uh, utilize right. it as a human construct shout out to augustus uh you know of rome in the month of august you know that uh, you know that's that's how they were created Winning that's how time is the divine is. augustus <laughs> you know i i always see and, and maybe we don't talk about this you know what i'm saying but the ageism like we always see now okay now the senior citizens are going to be sort of the guinea pigs now like all right hey hey alexa call my son blah, 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 blah. and then you know of course you know you're, you're not getting you're not getting the same type of care and it's not like your son's gonna pick up and want to talk to you anyway you know what i'm well, saying like yeah i mean that's a 
question, too. So, like, on the surface, from a disability advocacy perspective, this looks great, right? Because, like you said, a lot of older adults, particularly in the United States, don't get taken care of very well. They have to go into senior living centers. They have to go into um, hospices in order to get the care that they need because oftentimes we worked way too fucking much for parents or sibling, not parents, but like family members to be able to take care of somebody who is disabled to that degree. And Amazon is absolutely fucking exploiting absolutely. that shit. So then disability, we're going to see disability advocates say like, well, why do you, why aren't you, you're ableist because you don't support people getting access to Alexa because they can't turn on the TV or they can't adjust their bed or it's really hard for them to like call for a nurse. She listening anyway. true. It's true. She but listening like, and you have that heart attack. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, yes, this is good for people who are disabled. Unfortunately, Amazon is not trying to do good. It's trying to corner another market. And, and like, that's what's really... That's when we exactly. talk about leftist conversations, this is the fucking nuance that we're talking about that makes it, like, yes, I can see one perspective. I can see how you guys need this and, how, like, how important it is. Well, not you guys. How It is important for anybody to have access to this because anybody in the world can become disabled, Yo, right? I, I want to challenge even that it's helpful like i hear what you're saying like people may be saying oh it's helpful it's i'm what i'm saying is i don't think it's gonna be helpful i don't think it's helpful at all it's, i hate that spook shit don't yeah. be listening to my shit all the time no i agree no that's the accessibility accessibility sh- <laughs> they don't give a fuck <laughs> that what they trying to do is like yeah that's what i'm saying man like do you think that all the senior communities that are complete are isolated in these homes and these hospice cares they want more technology no people are starved for human contact that's true too and this completely eliminates that Older adults need more human contact, and it's been completely cut off for them in a lot of ways because of COVID-19 and the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Amazon's bullshit, though. And again, they are going to do this stuff because if you argue against it, then you look like a bad person. And I'm willing to look like a fucking bad person to say that Amazon should not be able able to do this. small family-run business on Amazon. We can find some other devices in order to help these adults and other disabled people. Like, I just don't feel like we need any more technology. Like, we all technologied up. Like, they were talking about uh, during this little conference, the little pretend uh, conference, (laughs) Cops. Cop Cop, 26. Cop 26. (laughs) And, you know, the people who, like, covered it, of course, I, you know, whatever, I skimmed over the articles or whatever just because it's big news. And, you know, basically, you know, the experts are all like, well, we know how to fix most of this stuff. It's just we're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you don't think that we have ways, you know, like techniques and things like that so we can take care of our seniors in this country, you know, because Western, uh, I don't know, whatever, Western philosophy, you're not supposed to take care of older people. You know, there's like no elder communities and like elders are not even a part of your family. You just kind of toss them to the side because like you said, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day, quote unquote, a day, even though really <laughs> right. sleeping most of that time or on Instagram, the other half. But <laughs> I just don't feel like it's technology. You know what I'm saying? Like that's we we got the things that we could utilize, but we're not utilizing it. Like see, senior citizens, they don't need Alexa. They need human contact and compassion. Okay, the I, these some of these living centers and like these. Oh, and these older adult care facilities. I've had to work in a couple of them, and it's just like, wow, this is. The way we Miserable. take care of yeah, it's horrendous. Honestly, those conditions. Nineteen eighty four said you do shit because you want to do shit. 
not for any other fucking thing. You doing this spook shit where you listen to everything because you fucking want to hear everybody's conversation. If you were really worried about everybody's fucking medical conditions, you would have, like they do in Cuba, doctors visit everybody so many times a fucking year. Not you visit the doctor, the doctor visits fucking you. Yeah, socialized medicine. That's Imagine what we a need. world. Imagine a world. Well, you won't, because we'll kill <laughs> any motherfucking nation that tries these socialist practices to make sure that brown and black people live longer. And censor every single Damn. aspect of social media and media in general to make sure that these ideas never touch the people. Quick Full hits. circle. Final round. Uh, whenever you're ready, go ahead and start. Or is it always me? I am <laughs> a freaking genius. It's like, for me. Wait, isn't it DMK first? I'm first. <laughs> it's me. I'm first. Uh, as a Jew, okay, I resent the fact that your anti-Semitic Palestinian ass makes me have to go afterwards. No, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I, well, I, I'll go first, you know, because, you know, I always thought like this too, like, you know, I, we were so long in the slam community, like mm. going first was such like the most difficult thing. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So what I'm doing is I'm actually... ending. <laughs> no, well, I'm going first. I'm sacrificing myself to go first so y'all can get the bigger scores, you know. But, you know, exactly. Okay, so I just want to talk about this. Uh, so um, Abu Dhabi issued a law on divorce and inheritance, uh, inheritance for non-Muslims. Now, we were talking about this before with Pakistan, you know, like we, you know, those countries, again, different cultures, like, you know, Islam is a part of law, just like Christianity is a part of law here, okay? Like not being able to buy a beer on fucking Sunday, hey, you bitch. Exactly. Okay, so different countries do different things, different cultures have different uh, taboos and things like that. So, uh, in, you know, UAE, uh, they just passed sweeping reform um, for what non-Muslims can do within the country. And I think this is interesting because we talked about sweeping reforms. So many different countries doing sweeping, sweeping reforms. And you know I'm not a big fan of UAE. That's just a fact. But you are now, people are changing laws and changing the, you know, ethical codes and like cultural acceptance based on new ideas and new things. And we've seen that happen in so many other countries. Uh, unfortunately, we're not seeing it here. Bolsonaro, who is the uh, president of, uh, of uh, Brazil? Fucking Brazil. Mm -hmm. It might be up on human rights charges for crimes against humanity, for his handling of covid even though way more Americans have died of COVID than Brazilians. Though That's Brazilians so. are not far behind. So if they willing to do it, I don't know, man. Maybe it's almost we like fascist countries tend, tend to have higher rates of COVID. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, you don't really mind if certain subsets of your population die because they're less desirable. So you're saying Bolsonaro is being brought up on human rights charges. Mm, but, let's, let's bring that home. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, in the United States, you know, none of the people that uh, are in government who are in charge, not the CDC, not um, Donnie J, not Joe Biden, not uh, Kamala Harris, not Fauci, not any of these people mm. are brought up on any charges, you know what I'm saying, because American exceptionalism. Um, and some additional positive news. Uh, Portugal. Mm, created some new labor laws where it is now illegal for bosses to contact their employees after work hours and employers must also pay work from home expenses such as increased electricity and internet bills. It makes... Me meanwhile in America, that motherfucker's trying to get uh, you to work more Oh, gosh. What was it TMK posted where it was like, hey, or it was this stupid op-ed piece about 
now that you guys don't have to commute, employers will want those hours back for you to work. And the I was like, the fuck? fuck? Do I get paid on my commute? You should, though. I mean, that's I what I'm saying. absolutely fucking should. I'm not saying should I. I'm just asking, do I? No. Okay, so if I don't get paid for my commute, then why would I be needing to do extra hours? Right. Shit, you can barely deduct that shit from your taxes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You can't even. And talk about the time and the gas and everything else. And it was like... Wow, the moment we get a little bit of time back, capitalism just wants to fucking steal it back. And look, the text from your boss, I mean, you, you talk about emails. Like, I can kind of claim I didn't get the email. But you texted me? That, see, that makes me want to go to instant violence. Whatever you're going to ask me. No. Y'all are so funny. I hit the fucking mute button. Like, no. Mute. First of all, you're not going to get my personal number. If for some reason you happen to get my personal cell phone number, uh, uh, your ass is on mute until I decide to check it. In the nonprofit industry, sometimes you do not have those luxuries. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes just, you know, all kind of boundaries being oh, crossed. No, look, you got those options. Now, will they cross your boundaries and will you probably get... Look, I... When I did IT for... Am, I was on call 24 Yeah, that's also bullshit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm firm. Look, y'all, you want an advocate for you? Where it's like, hey, here are your work boundaries. Don't fucking call me. Don't text me. Don't email me. Also, bitch, I'm on fucking vacation. Also, bitch, I don't work weekends or my holidays. Why y'all get the muscle started? Why y'all get the muscle started? That's G shit. And I'm just saying, stamp on that G shit. I'm just saying. Look, I got y'all's back. Not. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Thank goodness. (laughs) You are the muscle. That's what I'm saying. There's some people that's, you know, not as strong. As you and, you know, you especially when you work with young people or you have, you know, mm. clients and, you know, those people, you know, it, it's t- it's tough because you you have a skewed boundary. You know and I'm saying when you're dealing with humans, oh, nonprofits exploit that all and the they time. Exploit we that. really got to talk about but that. Too, because I'm like, actually, this is a good conversation for, for like, another day. For, for another boundaries day. With kids. <laughs> like, for hey. another day. Um, <laughs> it's been a motherfucking tanky. Keto the muscle. Uh, Amin TMK. Uh, follow us on Public Pulse News on Instagram and uh, Public Pulse Vibes on Instagram as well. Uh, Tiny House Villa as well. Uh, we got lots of things popping. You can also hit us up on TikTok, Public Pulse News. Yo, if you ain't following uh, Tanky Tuesdays, uh, your mom's, uh, you know, not great. I'll be with you, darling. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk about my mom. Yeah, and her mac and cheese is fucking Don't whack. Don't fucking talk yeah, about my If you ain't listening to Tanky Tuesday, you eating fucking Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, my goodness. If you know what? More importantly, shout out to our patrons. Shout out to our patrons. Follow us. Um, or, you know, send us a little something nice uh, in our Patreon. Patreon slash. Public Pulse, um, Amin TMK, Key to the Muscle, uh, Lil Tanky That Could. Any other thoughts? We out. We out. <laughs> Y'all don't love us. Y'all don't love us. Well, let it be known then. Well, you know, practice some necromancy over here. Um.